Hi, and welcome to the Mindhammer podcast series. Whether you already subscribe and follow us on social media, or it's your first time, we're delighted to have you listening to our podcast. As some of you may know, Mindhammer is all about student health and well-being. We promote a regenerative and healthy lifestyle to balance your mind and body to deliver a future that supports you. You'll hear us tackle different topics with guest speakers and explore different disciplines like coaching, psychotherapy, fitness, nutrition, homeopathy, and lots more. So let's get into today's episode and give a warm welcome to our guest speaker. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of our podcast series here at Mind Hammock. My name is Emanuele, and I am Mind Hammock's lead student ambassador. Today, I will be the host of a student-run conversation between Carolina and I. Carolina is a university student from Italy that I will introduce in a minute. Before, I want to tell you that our topic today is uncovering the differences between universities around the world. Specifically, since I study in the United States and she studies in Italy, we will be talking about differences between our social, academic, and work life. Hi, Carolina, and welcome. Hi, Hamilton. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. So do you want to tell us where you come from, uh, where you study, and other things that you want to share? Yeah, I'm 20 years old. I'm from Treviso. It's a city near to next to Venice. And now I'm studying in Rome. I'm studying politics, philosophy, and economics, so a kind of political science, a more specific course, and I'm a first-year student. Nice, awesome. So about me, some of you might already know this from other podcasts. I am from Italy originally. I was born in Florence. A few years ago, I moved to the United States, and now I study international relations and political science at the University of Maryland, which is very close to Washington, D.C. in the United States. So actually, Carolina and I have very similar majors. We study similar things. So it will be interesting to hear how our different academic lives compare. Okay, we're going to get started. At first, we are going to talk about the initial process to get into university and what we did at the beginning stages. So Carolina, how was um, your initial process to approach university? How did you decide where to go? And also what was the process that got you admitted into your program? Actually, at the beginning, and I'm talking about the second and the third year of high school, I was very, very confused about my future career and my future university. So during the quarantine, I began to think about it more seriously. So searching in the web for many university courses and programs, the rankings and so on, and focusing more on political and social sciences. One of my friends is attending now politics, philosophy, and economics. So the course I'm now attending to, and he is in London. So that's how I found that course. I preferred to stay in Italy. So for that kind of study, uh, Louis, my university, is the best one. So now I'm here in Rome <laughs> for that uh, 
In order to study there, I had to take an admission test in February based basically on logic, uh, general culture, and textual comprehension. And it was in English, given that the course is entirely in English. And in uh, August, after being selected, I did a history preliminary exam. And that's all. Okay, nice. Yes, so my process was slightly different in the sense that, like you, when in my last year of high school, I looked up on the internet, different options, different schools, the rankings for the major that I wanted to study. And in the US, the way it works is that there is no admission test. What you do is an application that is usually done in November of your last year year in high school. And the application has questions about your high school process, what you do outside of school, your history as a person, and then you write essays that are supposed to tell your story, your qualities, and what you would bring into the university. So you begin that process in November, you send all your applications to different schools, and usually in April or March, the decisions come out. And so you find out if you were admitted, if you were rejected, and then you have about a month from April to May, and usually by May 1st, universities want to know if you will accept their choice and if you will accept the spot. And so by May 1st, I spent the month of May making my decisions and trying to weigh different you know, options, how much it was going to cost, uh, the location of the school, also the size of the school, how many people were going to be in lecture halls, if I could have close contacts with professors. I spent a lot of time doing research about the school online. And so in May, I decided that I was going to join the University of Maryland. And so, I mean, I was pretty relaxed during the summer because I already knew where I was going to go to school in the fall. So yeah, that was um, my process. I want to say initially, it was a bit stressful in the sense that I was afraid of making the wrong decision, that I was going to go to a school that I was not going to like. But, you know, at the end of the day, I thought that, you know, you never know if the decision you're making is the right decision. And so I just went for it. And then I thought, and I said to myself that I was going to figure it out regardless. And I would say that it went pretty well. So now we're going to shift into talking about the academic life and the academic styles of universities between Italy and the United States. And so I would like to ask Carolina how the courses that she's taking are structured and what the lectures are like. And also, what are some of the things that you like academically about your university and some of the things that maybe you don't like that much? Okay, so about the structure, the structure of the courses, it actually depends mostly on the professor who is taking the class. But the majority of them, of the courses, are composed by front lectures in which the professor teaches and explains something and you just basically take notes or intervene sometimes. However, some lectures are more interactive 
and I like them most. For example, in history of political thought, I'm supposed to intervene a lot, having debates and discussions and presenting the so-called reaction pieces written at home on some topics studied and discussed in, with other students in, in class. And this is also part of the final grade. For the exams, we have uh, midterms in, in October and in April, in which you can do the first part of the exams. And you, if you pass them and you, if you accept the grade during the final exams, so in the winter and the summer session, you can do just the second part of the program. So uh, it's quite easier. I don't like so much the pure frontal and theoretical approach because I think it's not so stimulating. However, I know that it is important in order to have a solid basis for the future. So on the other hand, I really like the possibility to enjoy many other activities uh, linked or not uh, to what I'm studying, such as seminars, uh, policy games or simulations, something like that. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. So, yeah, I think that we have quite some differences in our universities in the United States. Okay. I attend a very large public school. So my lectures tend to be very big, especially during the first years. I lecture with maybe, you know, 150 or 200 people. And we lecture two times a week with a professor during a course. And then usually once a week, there is a discussion section, which is essentially different groups of that lecture that come together with the teaching assistant. And they talk about the material of the course, you know, with conversation, with debate, with discussion. And in that space, you can really interact with your classmates, um, ask questions. But in the lecture, it's so big that you essentially just listen to the professor, you take notes, and that is about it. The structure of the course, they're usually pretty much the same in the sense that I almost think of it as high school or, you know, regular school because you have assignments and homeworks that are pretty much due every day. So every day you need to do the reading or some assignments, some quickly, uh, some weekly activities. And the way that the grade is broken down is the exams are worth only about 30 to 35% of the exam of the course. I'm sorry, sometimes 40, sometimes 50. But yeah, anyway, doing the exam and passing them with a high grade does not guarantee you a very high grade at the end of the course because a big portion of the grade is usually homework, participation, attendance. So in order to do well, in the courses, you really need to show up to class every day. You need to do the reading, stay on top of the material, pay attention, participate. So it's a structure that it's really multifaceted and you need to put a lot of effort into multiple parts of the course. So yeah, um, I think that is, that is good because it keeps you engaged with the course material, but at the same time, it does not give you any time to essentially take a break or, you know, just say, oh, you know, for a few days, I'm not going to study for this class. That's not really an option because you have things that are due every day and that maybe I don't necessarily enjoy that much because it feels a bit like high school. But yeah, you know, I think that is the way it works. 
So yeah. Now, Carolina, I wanted to ask you if your university offers resources or helps you to introduce yourself in the job market or to get some working experience. I was wondering if there are internships, stages or connections or any opportunity that your university offers. And I know that it's your first year, so you might uh, not know that much, but I was wondering if you've heard anything that is going around or that people talk about in your university. Yeah, if you're a student or even if you have already graduated, the university offers you some curricular internships aimed to complementing their learning with the work experiences, even some uh, extracurricular internships designed to support graduates and to help them to make informed choices for the career by undertaking a period of training. Furthermore, there is a career service with a career guidance team that will help you to search for jobs. So you're pretty much helped in that way. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think also in the United States, it is a big part of uh, your university experience in the sense that students take internships very seriously. And in some majors, you need to have at least an internship as a credit to graduate. And a lot of people, as I said, take it seriously because at the end of the day, when you graduate from your university, a lot of people here have told me that what makes you stand out is the internships that you have done while you were in college, because those gives you the experience and the skills to really succeed in whatever job you're going to apply to. So here, even during the second year or junior year or senior year, a lot of people are really focused and concentrated on getting an internships and getting that working experience under their belt. My university, just like yours, has a career center. They can help you find the internships. They can help you connect with people. And they can also help you do things like review your resume or help you with different tips like that. And I also know that a lot of students, when it comes to wanting to get into some career, they would often go and ask professors if they could point them out to something that they know about. So a lot of students go to professors and tell them, do you know about this? Or can you send me some info about this career? Or what do you think about my career choice? So I know that a lot of students ask professors for help because professors tend to know, you know about different things. And that is definitely an opportunity that college students here in the U.S. take advantage of. Now that we're done talking about the academic life and internships and things like that, I was very curious of how in Italy social life is structured around the university experience because I have a sense that it is a bit different from the United States. So I was wondering if you can share something about the social life of university students in Italy. So now I'm, I'm living in a flat with four other girls. So I'm not in a campus or in a residence. One of my homemates are, is German. Another one is studying economics. But the other two study in my same course. So basically we always live together. 
in the university, there are many places where you can have a social life with friends and other students, such as a music room, a so-called language cafe, where you cannot speak your language and you can read books or play the piano or doing whatever you want. Uh, there is a very big and beautiful garden with the ping pong tables and many other places. Apart from the university, Rome is a beautiful city, so you can go walking together somewhere, everywhere, and it's beautiful. But yeah, I think that in the USA is pretty different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As you were saying, my school is very big. We have approximately 35,000 students, so it's a large number. And essentially, the campus is so big that historically a town has developed around campus and it is called College Park. The town is called College Park. So it's essentially a town where it's almost like everyone is a college student or a professor or somebody that is related with the university somehow. And the social life tends to be very enclosed and connected within the campus. The majority of students live in the campus and they you know eat on campus they walk to classes they do social activities on campus this year i'm not living on campus so i drive to school yeah i think most of the social life happens within campus the university has a lot of clubs or social circles where people can explore different interests people that like cooking can go to a cooking club people that like dancing can go to a dance club then they can play sports at a very at a very low level that's just for fun there are you know sports games that are very big in the united states a lot of the university have sports teams that compete so a lot of people go watch uh, sports games they do clubs they study together as you were saying a lot of people sometimes take the metro and go to washington dc to experience the city a little bit just like you were saying about rome and also there is the big culture that, you know, on Fridays or Saturdays, a lot of people organize and host parties in different houses or places within the campus. And so a lot of people go and do that. The thing is that socially, since the university is so big and there are 40,000 students, I think that it is hard to generalize what people do because that would essentially be a stereotype. Yeah, usually everyone finds their small circle of friends within like their interests, what they like to do, what they don't like to do. And so then your social life pretty much develops from that. But yeah, it's interesting to see that, you know, it is pretty different from Rome or Washington. DC. I was curious if you have encountered any personal, academic or social struggles during your first year at your university. And if you did, was there anything that helped you? Did you talk to anybody? Were there some resources available on campus? Because, you know, I think we talk about this all the time here at Mind Hammock. A lot of students, it happened to me during my first year. They completely changed their lives. They move out of their home. They're in a new environment, new people, new challenges. So I think a lot of people often encounter some difficulties. So yeah, I was wondering if you have had any experience like that, or if you've heard people on campus that have had something like that and what have they usually done or what did you do? 
Yeah, yeah, it, it is, as you said. Even if I'm in a very beautiful environment, and I know that, talking about homemates, the city and university, it's apparently everything is perfect. <laughs> But I admit I had and I'm still having some struggles, mostly personal, because living away from your family and friends, studying in a different way and with all stranger people, having to organize your life, uh, having so much responsibilities. Yeah, it is an important and actually beautiful experience, but it's, it's not easy at all. I was, and I'm still a, bit, a little bit um, so anxious about having done the wrong choice. So what you were talking at the beginning, thinking as it determines my whole future and rationally, I know it does not, but it's my biggest worry. And actually what helped me was talking to many people from my family to some students, sharing our common problems and worries, but also listening to any suggestion. <laughs> and yeah, eventually the university offers psychological support, but I never asked for that. So I don't really know that much. Yeah. And I mean, thank you for sharing your experience. I'm sure it is difficult sometimes to share these things, but yeah. As you were saying to me too, you know, the first year was very challenging for me. And at the beginning, I, you know, shut everything down and I just kept it to myself. But then it became so big of a problem that, as you were saying too, I started talking to people and that helped a lot. Eventually, you find out that a lot of college students or university students are experiencing not really the same thing, but something similar, you know? And it manifests itself in different ways with people. But I think the underlying issues can be very similar. So just talking to other peers, you eventually find that common thing that you have. And so you create this bond of empathy. And I think that really helps. I've also looked online. I mean, there are a lot of resources. Of course, then I got to know Mind Hammock, which does great work when it comes to this as well. Or as you were saying, talking and reaching out to the university because they do offer support for students. I mean, no matter where you are in the world, uh, universities usually can always help you. But yeah, I think it's interesting to see that a lot of people struggle, but I think eventually everyone finds their way to deal with it. And I think it's very uh, good and important to establish those conversations so that we can speak about these things openly so that people are not you know, afraid to tell others that they're struggling because it is okay and it is normal to do that in your first years in university. And eventually, you know, I'm glad, I'm sure Carolina has learned a lot of things. I've learned a lot of things. And so from these conversations and the advice that we take from each other, we can really you know, get on a path to a healthier life in our university. So yeah. Thank you so much, Carolina, for sharing. Thank you. Thank your... you too. <laughs> it, is very, it was very interesting to hear how yeah, things it are in Italy. So we got this comparison. And yeah, thank you, Carolina, so much. I want to remind our audience that you can access Mind Hammock's content on our website that has new things all the time, blogs, events. You can access our content on our social media. And of course, you can listen on your favorite podcast app. 
this is all from our episode thank you for listening and i will see you next time bye bye that brings us to the end of this episode if you're enjoying the series and like our work drop us an email at hello at mindhammock.com let us know what topic you'd like us to cover we're here to help and we'll discuss anything and include everyone don't forget to check out our social media at hashtag mindhammock and our website mindhammock.com there you can become a free member and receive access to more content like tip sheets webinars and videos at mindhammock we aim to enrich the student lifestyle and our team of ambassadors from many universities worldwide can help you engage with our community through your uni so what are you waiting for join us in supporting your student journey keep in touch and stay safe until next time goodbye